All right. Hopefully we are we're live at the moment. I'm not just talking to the camera <laughs> by myself. <laughs> but um, welcome to the first episode of More and Stronger in ISO. Gav, how's um, coping in ISO going? How Great. are your ISO haircuts? Great. <laughs> they haven't rolled out yet. They're going to roll out the next few days. Uh, ISO haircuts. Uh, I'm a little surprised that my son has allowed me, or he's agreed to in part anyway. Um, so uh, yeah, we're looking forward. To I he- just I cannot wait to see the <laughs> results of this because you're either going to discover that you've had this innate ability to cut hair your whole yep. life, yep. or you're going to ruin his childhood. Yeah, probably yep. the latter of the two. Yeah. Uh, he's keen though, and so the deal was that I would I'm allowed to use clippers to shave the back of his head. And then right, he said, he said yes. Then I thought I'll push it for see how far I can go with it. Then he allowed me to write jet in the back of his head with the clippers. Even even <laughs> if it comes off, it's going to be such an obnoxious, <laughs> like look like a, a spoiled oh, child haircut. <laughs> like buy him a little Segway that he can ride around. Look, or something hair well. grows back, mate. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. And I saw Michaela yesterday say Gav should get Gav back in my head. Not going to happen. Uh, no mm. one's going to touch my hair. Um, I'm growing a moustache. That's enough. Tell me about uh, your family, Jess. How you're coping? Uh, have your kids <laughs> recovered from oh having, my having the, the Easter egg robber I take away their heads? You, just to give you context at home, if you're either listening to this as a podcast or just watching, <laughs> I thought on Sunday it would be Mel texted me and said, um, "Do you know where the kids' Easter eggs are?" I had eaten them. I thought I didn't know they were theirs. I thought they'd forgotten about it. And so I thought it would be funny. Like, I thought they would love the shout-out um, for me to say um, on air that, like, I'd eaten them. But don't worry, I'm going to replace them. thought it would be really funny. Anyway, got a message from Mel after the service. She's like, it just <laughs> it abs- it was dropped an absolute bomb in the Dunn household. Yep. And, um, yeah, so it turns out it wasn't that funny in the end. So that's good. Anyway, lesson learned. Won't do that again. Yeah, I, my kids be destroyed too. They've counted how many eggs they have and yeah. they've rationed them out. And I just thought it would balance. I thought the fact that, like, they get a live mention while they're watching on TV, like yeah. the novelty of it would kind of, you know, yeah. sort it out. But it, it definitely didn't. Anyway, yes. look, I got them some hot cross buns. It was all atoned for. It's great. Everyone wins. You get an Easter egg, they hot cross buns. Exactly. It's perfect. They didn't need more chocolate. Great. Yeah, it's doing them a favor. Great. Well, if you're watching, we'd love to have you comment live. We're going live. So if you're watching, mm. tell us you're watching. Tell us you're... The Jess and I just aren't talking to ourselves here. Um, let us know that you're here. So uh, just firstly, let's, let's kick this off. This is our first time doing this, Jez. Uh, why are we doing this? Yeah, well, we were thinking about, I guess after the, the initial month of like all of this happening and the chaos and whatever, I think coming out of the fog of that and realizing that we're settling in now for like a good few months yeah. of, yep. you know, managing these kind of, you know, these distancing measures and that as a church, um, that, um, that it's a season where either I think we'll go really, we'll go forwards as a church and individually yep. or massively backwards. And our hope is that the work that God is doing is that he's going to, He's going to use this to help us press on. Yeah. Um, and we figured, look, if we just focus on three priorities as a church, and it's these three, growing spiritually stronger, yep. being missionally adaptive, um, and making the most of new opportunities. And, um, but so being spiritually stronger, missionally adaptive, and making sure no one is left behind. Yep. If we do those three things well, then we'll come out of this season, I think, stronger as a church yep. rather than weaker. Um, and hopefully not just surviving the season, but actually thriving through it and starting yeah. to, to really grow. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think are some of the biggest uh, spiritual challenges that we, we face, I guess, individually 
as uh, followers of Jesus, but also as a church during this mm. season? I, I honestly, my personal conviction is that the big question in this season will be, in times of trouble, who or what do you turn to? Yeah. And yep. I really, th- I think it's going to be double or nothing. I think over this season, we'll either doubly turn to the things that we tried to find comfort in before, um, distractions yep. or, or even sin or, or even, you know, addictions from mild to serious, um, or we'll turn to Christ and rely on him in a new way and a new and profound way and, and grow massively through him. I was, I've been reading through Isaiah at the moment. Yeah. And in Isaiah 3, God talks about the, the trouble that Jerusalem and Judah are about to face. And he tells them why he's doing it. He actually says, I will t- in, in Isaiah 3, I will take away from them support and supply. And he mm. says, in that day, mankind will cast away their idols of silver and their idols of gold, which they made, to worship, uh, which they made for themselves to worship. So yep. God uses these difficult times to expose the idols, the things yeah. that we're relying on for the things that only yep. God can provide, and, um, and to use it as an opportunity to instead turn to Him, to see that these idols can't really bring meaning or hope or satisfaction in a difficult season, yeah. and that He really can. And so I think that's the, the challenge for us, will be yeah. either we're either about to see an explosion of people turning to distractions, substances, yeah. pornography, uh, you know things like that or, or a massive turning to christ almost like a refining thing right like you yeah. read in hebrews uh, 12 the idea of god disciplining his children if those uh and and those will produce a, a, a harvest of righteousness if they choose to learn from it i think yeah. it's a really cool idea we mm. can choose to learn from what god is teaching you mm. and what god is doing in you whether you and um and then how you respond it will produce righteousness i think yeah what's the difference going to be though how how do you know we're going to how are we going to choose one or the other what's going to look like so, I, you know, I, th- I think it will be, as individuals, learning to be alone with God and to cultivate a rich relationship with God, with just you and God. Yeah. And so I think uh, the uniqueness of this season is that God has taken away so many of the, the props and rhythms of life, and some of those are good things, some were distractions, whatever else it is. But right now is, is an opportunity to, to draw near to God and to see that this is, this is the very, like, at the heart of the gospel. That, yeah. Um, that the cross, even as we just celebrated Easter, the cross is only a means to an end. Yeah. That Jesus died for something greater, which was to bring us to God. So 1 Peter 3.15, yeah. for Christ died for sins, once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous. 18. Two, 18. <laughs> <laughs> to bring you to God. Uh, 15 is like witnessing yeah, about Christ. Right, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's somewhere in there. It's, it's all in there. It's all good. Read your Bible. <laughs> it's great. Um, but um, but it is like, and I think even the unique thing about this season is it's also that um, the ways that we do church community yeah. have been reconfigured as well. And I think even that's helpful. So I, I read this really cool quote from Bonhoeffer this week from mm-hmm. Life Together, which is about church life. But talking about the fact that sometimes church community and gathering as a church can be a distraction from the fact that we don't have a personal relationship with God, that we can't be alone with Him. Mm-hmm. So he says this, he says, Many people seek fellowship because they are afraid to be alone. Because they cannot stand loneliness, they are driven to seek the company of other people. There are Christians, too, who cannot endure being alone, who have had some bad experiences with themselves, who hope that they will gain some help in association with others. They're generally disappointed. Then they blame the fellowship for what is really their own fault. The Christian community is not a spiritual sanitarium. This person who comes into fellowship because he is running away from himself is misusing it for the sake of diversion, no matter how spiritual this diversion appears. He is not really seeking community at all, 
but a distraction which will allow him to forget his loneliness for a brief time, the very alienation that creates the deadly isolation of man. And then he says this, he says, Let him who cannot be alone beware of community. He will only do harm to himself and to the community. Alone you stood before God when he called you. Alone you had to answer that call. Alone you had to struggle and pray. And alone you will die and give an account to God. You cannot escape yourself, for God has singled you out. Mm. Now he does that with a very just, it's a very harsh German tone. I know, it doesn't, doesn't mince his words. But there's a, there's a fair point to it that even, like, even church community can be a distraction from the, fra- from the fact that our relationship with God might have dried yeah. up or grown yeah. cold. Or it's papers over it, right? Yeah, you can be nurtured or even you can warm yourself on the, on the heat yeah. of others' faith yep. rather than cultivating a deep relationship with God yourself. But in this season, there's no getting around it. Yeah. Bonhoeffer's right. God has singled us out. Yeah. And now will be a time to work out, yeah, do I have a deep relationship yeah. with God, one that can take me through difficult or dark seasons and bring hope, meaning, joy, strength, comfort, um, and will I look to him for that instead of the other things that in a, in a maybe a lighter season it could almost yeah. get away and with? And doing it out of love for our, for, our sake is to, uh, for our sake to grow in our love of him where joy yeah. comes from, right? Mm. So it's actually from a good loving father to do that for us. Yeah. 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 Well, we're getting a few comments here already. We're getting um, people are, are commenting. So hi, hi. Kate, my wife, thanks for... That's <laughs> nice, <laughs> <laughs> isn't it? Just teed her up to do that thing. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for beautiful. coming through for me. Uh, people are liking. Good to see um, Corinne's liking it as well, all the way from oh, Central right. Coast. And yeah, get in there. Kayla said, read your Bible. And Cam Wood's commenting. And oh, look at this. It's, it's going off, Jazz. We've got 22 people watching. It's beautiful. It's yeah. pretty good. It's pretty hopefully good. it's an encouragement. Yes, hopefully it's an encouragement, yeah. Hmm. Am I asking a question? Or yeah, yeah, that's on you. Oh, what's my question? Well, what are some things? Well, let me ask you then. Yeah. What are some things you found helpful? Uh, so in, ter- in terms of actually getting alone with God yeah. and having rich time spent with God and communing with your Heavenly Father, what are some things you found helpful? Yeah, like I think, you know, being, being a follower of Jesus now for almost 20 years or so, I've gone through ups and downs. And I think as I get on in the faith more and more, I've realized how important it is to get alone with God and not to speak of it like reading your Bible, but it's actually meeting with God. I think I, I shared this a little while ago. It was super profound reading Exodus. I think it was 33 in the Exodus mm. series where Moses says he, could, he met with God like a friend does face to face. And I think uh, what the gospel has secured for us is that we can draw near to God, as Hebrews 10 says. With confidence, we can enter the most holy place. We can come to the very living God and meet with him face to face. That is no small thing. And I think we can often take that for granted when we say let's read our Bibles more, which is right, but I think it's actually more of a relationship language that I try to really let it sink into myself. I want to commune with God. And so around that means that, um, you know, there are most days I don't feel like reading the Bible. It's not a feeling that I have, like, ah, oh, wake up, oh, I'm going to meet with God. It's, a, it's, a, it's, not a very, it's not a very attractive or sexy word, but discipline. I'm disciplined in actually carving out time at the start of my day to meet with God. And I know once I get there and do that, the blessing and the joy come. So firstly, it's, it's, I've got to plan to do it. I have mm. to plan to do it. And I, have to do, I, just, I don't make a choice in the morning whether I'm going to read the Bible or not. I just, I just, I just do it. Mm. And then once I do that, the blessing comes after that. And so it's that. It's also time. So it's spending time um, giving God time to speak to me and for my soul to be stilled before Him. So Psalm 46.10 be still and know that I'm God. So I'm not going to go to God and say, God, you've got five minutes, do your best. Mm. Uh, who am I to say that to the Creator? 
Um, I, I am but a, a created being um, falling on his mercies that he even speaks to me. So I want to be still before him and let him, through the word and the Holy Spirit, to illuminate truths to my soul. So it's, it's time, 4610. Um, and it's also, which I've learned recently, I think we've been talking about a lot, is silence. Mm. Is that idea of trying to quieten my soul before him. So, so that idea of being still, love what... That again, Psalm 4610, I think the, the Hebrew language is almost a bit stronger saying it's almost shut up. Mm. Don't talk mm. anymore. Yeah. Just be quiet. Mm. And I think when I often come to the word, my inner monologue is speaking so fast, I've got to just be still and let him talk. Um, yeah. Keying into that and the nuts and bolts of that. So what yep. is it, before you start your quiet time, yep. you have two minutes yep. of being silent. Yep. So for how me, are you, how yeah. you, I mean, obviously... Unless someone's there, you're not talking to them anyway. Yeah. So in what way are you being yeah. s- silent? It's, uh, I think I've learned, I, again, we, I talked a lot about this, this but the Pete Scazzaro stuff, um, silence and solitude stuff has been uh, incredible for me. So it's, for me, it's, I've got to find a place that's away. That's, that for me, I'm, I try and go, unless it's raining, is outside in my backyard on my, on my deck. And I'll look at the nature, I'll look at the blue sky, I hear the birds speaking. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to be in that moment and appreciate all of God's goodness in creation. Mm. Um, being a gardener, I like that sort of stuff. And so I'm looking at God's hand and going, how cool is God that he's done this? The birds remind me of Matthew, Matthew 6, that God cares for the birds of the air and I need to, need to trust like the birds do around me. And then I'll sit in that space and then I'll just, I'll just close my eyes and try to, I'll say a quiet prayer like Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, whatever it is, but just try to empty my thoughts of what's coming in the day or what mm. stresses I have or whatever it is. So every time a thought enters, you're yep. like, you know, you're starting to think about, I feel like I can hear the kids getting up, yep. I can do whatever, what, what are you doing? Yep, so back to praying or back to try to just, just quietening my soul. It's mm. trying to not engage in those thoughts. Mm. So it's a real discipline. It's actually mm. an art of mm. trying to, it takes time. It's mm. not easy because the most common voice I hear in my life is my own. Mm. Saying to me, telling me things all the time. Mm. So it's trying to stop those and say enough. I'm just going to be still. So it's. I think. I think you said it all with the Scazzera stuff. That idea of like, it's like you're um you're going in a stream, and mm. when you you notice yourself jumping out of that stream, you've got to try and pull yourself back into that and go. Mm. No, no. I'm just going to focus on quieting my soul and being still before God and praying again. Bring my mind back to that. The Lord is my shepherd. Idea, and praying and doing that, and then um and then so I'll do that for a few minutes. Um, and I know Jordan Rose spoke about that, I think, when mm. we were interviewed at 11 a.m. a little while ago, and, mm. and he's found that super helpful. Um, but then also then after that, it's mm. reading and it's journaling, so writing things mm. down that I learned, what it's teaching me about God, what things I want to change, underlining words, writing things in my hand that I do each day to remind me of what I learned. Um, it's really trying to get into the Word and, and hear what God wants to say to me and then allow Him time to speak that message to my soul. Mm. Now, that takes time. That mm. doesn't, that's not five minutes. Mm. That's at least half an hour. And now mm. we're going to say we're busy, we're busy, whatever. But I think that um, if you don't have half an hour in your day for God, you're too busy. Mm. I know that's harsh, but I think that's right. Like mm. if, if He's our giver, creator, sustainer, then I think that's necessary. Mm. Um, mm. So that's, that's sort of that's sort of for me, what I do, what, what's, your, what's your pattern? What's your habits in Bible? Yeah, reading? I think, well, I, I can honestly say at the moment that the turning point for me over this time was um, getting back into richer, quiet time. So I was yeah. meeting with God and His Word, but I was just kind of floundering. I didn't have much of a plan. Yep. And it was last Wednesday, I thought I'm going to lock back into the Bible in a year plan yeah, yeah. and just jump in on the date that it's on. So I was in the middle of Two Kings, which is 
so mental. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I found it, like actually diving into that story, I found it so, it was such an encouragement to see that God has been sovereign over much crazier times yeah. than we're going through now. And so it was surprisingly applicable. But the, yeah, the things that I found helpful are a plan of getting up early and having yeah. time that's quiet and starting with silence. So again, just trying to clear my mind of all things so that I'm ready to hear from God's word and to, to give him the best and most focused attention yep. I have in the day. So it's having a plan and a time. And maybe the one caveat for that, I think at this time, a lot of people have more time than normal, <laughs> depending on your work, yeah. except for parents with young kids. Yeah. So I'd encourage you, one thing Mel and I used to do was to take turns yeah. in the morning or at another time in the day. Yep where the other person can go and do it. And it's, it's hard because you're tired so, and it takes effort. So it's the thing you feel like, I, I want to do this the least or there's the most spiritual resistance. And yet it's the thing that's going to give you the joy to actually yeah. go back to loving and serving your kids and yeah. seeing evidences of grace in that. Anyway, so um, plan a time, um, silence, and then journaling. Yeah, is the other one. Like not, You've done that not for, like a while. Dear, for a while, right? Dear diary, you know, yeah. Mel is so dreamy. Like, no, 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 no <laughs> that's the, like as in just like yeah. writing notes on things that are standing out to me I'm focusing on because I can go back and do that yeah. and, and praying through things as well. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. encouraged by you. Like I remember back in the day, you were not a morning person, but you've converted yourself to yeah. a morning person, right? Because a lot of people say, I'm not a morning person, but you've converted yourself to a morning person. It can happen. So that you can be in the Word, so that you can exercise, that sort of stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. So now it's, um, yeah, that, those have been a couple of things that have been helpful. Yeah. What's God teaching you at the moment? In his oh, word? look, my kids have said, good job, Dad. Thanks, Jetty and Isav. Appreciate yeah. it. Get yeah. off the internet, though, kids. <laughs> Enough screen time yeah. now. Just yeah. go and... You're done. <laughs> and eat your Easter eggs. Which Jess might come and get them. <laughs> anyway. Um, with questions, sorry. Missional. Mm. Or, what God's been, or what God's been teaching me. Yeah. Uh, I've been really sitting in Isaiah 43 at the moment. 43, 1 to 7. And just these few verses which says this, but now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I've summoned you by name and you are mine. Mm. And just thinking on that idea of through Christ that I can take those promises as mine as well, that he has created me, mm. that uh, he has formed me and he has redeemed me um, and he's summoned me by name and uh, I am his. And I'm just trying to sit in that idea more of... Um, I don't need to fear because of these truths. And what does that look like in my life to do that? To really believe that I am God's, that I am loved and cared for by my King every day, um, and He is near. Mm. And so I've been trying to sit on that and pray and think through that and journal on those truths mm. and let them sink deep into my soul so that I'm so satisfied in Him, I'm then free to love and to care for others out of that same love He's shown me. Mm. And so that's part of me trying to journal, think through, and I've been in that for the last six days, just trying to think on what more that means for me mm. and letting God truly teach me that of his unconditional love because he created me for me as his child and redeemed me through the cross of Christ. Mm. So that's been pretty cool to try to sit and think through that. So, yeah. Mm. How about you? Yeah, so I've been, what, uh, I was in Two Kings and then into Isaiah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I've been loving just getting into the sovereignty of God. Yeah. And I think also... Um, like the blessing of, of having met early in the day is, um, is one a sense of like his, his grand sovereignty over all things, but also the sense that that same sovereign God is, is close and near. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's been a real comfort. I, I honestly found moving into the quarantine thing, trying to work from home, like everything that was going on, I found it very unsettling mm. and felt like I was just spinning my wheels for a couple of weeks. 
And then last week felt like, oh, I've got into more of a rhythm. But it really was that the Wednesday when I started really spending more time with God early and going through this that um, I felt like I just gave myself a piece. Yeah. And that was that was the, the game changer, I think, so yeah. far. Yeah. So I think he's been teaching me that and that um there's and I guess from that that there's a piece that I can get from him yeah. that I can't get anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. Um, which has been great. That's cool. Tell us as well then, like a couple of stories um, yeah. on um on how the church has been missionally adaptive. Mm. So that's one that's a spiritual discipline for the week. Be with God, be alone with God. That's the unique opportunity of this which season. Bible reading notes are coming out. Bible reading notes next, next week. Next week. So yeah. again we said on Sunday Leah has printed a bunch of those out. If you want a hard copy, let us know. She'll get you those uh, hard, copy, hard copy notes or the digital copy in the Facebook group PDF, second half of Mark. Yep. Um, but yeah, stories of, um, I guess, you know, so uh, this season presents mm. challenges for me. Yeah. There are things that we did that we couldn't do. But what are the new opportunities that have totally. come up? Totally. Have, have you seen gone at work? Totally. Uh, you know, I, I, being, being an evangelist is not, I don't think, my strongest gift. But there's been plenty of opportunities. I think coming online... My bro has watched all three weeks and makes funny comments every single week. He made a Jimmy Fallon one yesterday, anyway, uh, which has been good. He's watching and he's hearing the gospel. Mm. And he watched the first week with his whole family, mm. which is, you know, I pray for him every single day. Praise the Lord that he's hearing the gospel mm. through these online services. Mm. Gives me a chance to talk about it with him. Um, I, as I said on Sunday, my neighbors watched it. So Katie texted all our neighbors and saying, hey, if you want to look at what we do for church, it's online. Mm. And they all watched. Mm. Um, and so last Sunday, a neighbor said, hey, thanks for the service today, Kath. Um, and then my other neighbor did as well. And then also, our neighbors either side of us have young kids, and now they have time to talk. And mm. they're asking about, hey, I saw your service. Mm. Like, that's pretty what you're doing. And, yeah. hey, and then one lady said to me yesterday, what do, you, what, what, what's, what do you do with your job? Like, what does it look like? I've got to talk to her about that. Mm. And so there are opportunities because people have time to talk. And mm. so the immediate neighbor that we, we our neighbors immediately around us, I'm very open to talk about what we're doing, uh, what church is. They're watching online. Katie texts most weeks and say, hey, turn it on now. We're on now. Mm. Um, it's been really cool. Um, and then also opportunities to care for one another, um, look out for one another, make food for each other, especially mm. in our immediate neighborhood. Mm. There are opportunities galore. Mm. And then, uh, which is pretty cool, out of the blue, I got a message from a guy who actually has never been here before, I don't think. He may have come once, I think, to this. Yeah, I think once. Once, yeah. many years ago. But um, we know him because I think he worked uh, at a local, a local pub. And he texted me saying that he wants to, he's reading his Bible and praying again. He wants to catch up for a coffee, coffee mm. and talk about Jesus because he has no mm. Christian friends. Mm. Um, and that was on Saturday. Mm. Uh, so that's pretty cool too. And so I pointed to the Facebook group, and I was, uh, Facebook uh, service, and I said, let's, let's have a coffee and chat sometime. Mm. So... It's just like you're saying, being adaptive in this season is really yeah. important. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, the other one then, the last one we're saying is we want to see no one left behind. Yeah. It is the case that if, if, if people get, I guess, left behind in this season, they'll fall a long way behind the church community. Yep. Um, what are some things that missional communities are doing to, to make sure, I guess, because I mean, the people most likely to fall behind are those newly joining church yes. who have a lot yes. of established relationships or those who are feeling a bit on the fringe. Yeah. What are, what are groups doing there? Yeah, like, you know, uh, part, of, part of my role is membership. And so a lot of fringe people, we get, a peop- we get so many people coming through our doors every single week here at the City Light. And now we're in this restriction, it's hard to chase everyone up. But we have, and as you've seen, we've had, what, almost 20 people join church. 15 yeah. people, 15 Jeez. adults, three kids. There's one joining today, another one. There's two doing Connect mm. tonight. It's great. It's, it's 
great. And so, but what we've seen missional communities do, the newcomers anyway, uh, you would have seen some videos that missional community groups made. It started with Geordie and Izzy. I think Izzy... Uh, I've seen... I don't, I don't think everyone... I haven't seen it, right? Izzy, Izzy did a great thing where she got everyone in MC to, to welcome someone, yeah. the new people in the group, and put it all together. Yeah. And it was, was amazing. Cool. So my group ripped it off, and mm. Tom Davies did one yeah. for our group, and so we had two join our group, and um, it was great to make them feel welcome, even though... Mm. Majority of the group has never met this new person. This new person hasn't met anyone. Mm. So to kind of pull them in a community has been really, really, uh, really hard. But I also know that your group, uh, you got dessert for your new people in your MC to their place, right? Yeah, well, we got, we got the idea of, so Shem and Alex either did it for someone or just had the idea in that MC leaders meeting. Yep. And so we sent them a dessert without them knowing yep. on the first night they joined our group and also <laughs> did a quiz on them like a multi, multiple choice kind yeah. of quiz. Yeah. Because like there are all these things that you get to know about someone. If you just meet them in a Sunday gathering, you yep. know that they've got kids. You'll ask about the kids. Yeah, like, yeah. So this was a way of like yeah. getting them to know all yep. these kind of things about them. And it was just, it was fun to do over Zoom. So yeah. That's pretty cool. And so that idea of no one left behind, that we, we're a church family and we want to be looking after one another mm. and encouraging one another um, as well. Um, so, and that's how we don't see people. Yeah. And so we're really, we're really keen to make sure that no one falls through the cracks yeah. and that everyone's cared and loved for. So we're keen for that as well. Yeah. So, um, well, tell us a bit about, we're going to wrap up. Yes. We've taken enough of people's lunchtime up already. Yes. Um, things following on from this before next week, same time midday. Yes. Um, any other comments? We're going to look, Caitlin, Job, hi. Uh, she wanted to get mentioned, so you did. There you go. <laughs> hi, Caitlin. There you go. It's done. They're done. Yeah. Done. Tick. Great. You're done. Uh, yep. Uh, yeah. So I think what we'd love to do, as we were just talking about, this, this habit this week we're trying to push is communing with God. We would love... Um, for you to share what God has taught you. Mm. So if you read a passage in the Bible, we, we're told in Hebrews 10, 25, that great passage in Hebrews 10, to encourage one another all the more as we see the day approaching. Yeah. Encourage one another all the more. As the day when the isolation restrictions are lifted. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's, that's, that's right. Has in view. Uh, all the more as we see the day approaching. Mm. Um, and so we, we would love, I think for me personally, and I think a lot of us, if people share what they've been reading, what God's teaching them, mm. that is one way to encourage one another. Yeah. So that's a really simple way. As you read the Bible, chuck it in the Facebook group and let's encourage one another with the Word of God to yep. keep on going during this season and growing stronger through this time. So I think that'll be a cool thing. Also, if we have missional stories, I guess, as well, yep. let's share those and be praying for one another. So be great. Encourage one another yeah. more and more. I might pray. Great. Father, we just pray that in this season you'll be strengthening us and that would be a demonstration that you are fully and completely sovereign. We pray that as a church we would thrive and then it wouldn't be reason for for boasting but for just celebrating how good you are to us and we pray that it'd be a time when we we are drawn nearer though we are physically further apart than ever we pray that you would strengthen us through your word and through deep times communing with you in your word and we pray that you would um you would put on our hearts those who need a word of encouragement right now that your spirit would guide us and would give us insight as to those who really could use some encouragement from the church. But most of all, we pray that over this season, you would give us the unique gift of, mm. of being able to walk out our own faith with you, of having a stronger relationship with you, which is the ultimate privilege of the gospel, that we are able to call you Father, that there is no barrier between us anymore, that sin has been dealt with and taken away. And that we might, um, over this season, know you more deeply and be able to say afterwards that it was good that you would do this, that we might know you more deeply. 
And Father, we pray all of this for the sake of your name. Amen. Amen. Comment stories below, share all of those things, and uh, we will see you uh, on the Sunday gathering live again, 11 and 4 p.m., and back for more and stronger in ISO episode 2 next week. We'll catch you then.